If this is your first time listening to us, you wouldn't be able to see anything in the background, but we're freezing in Bellingham, Washington, yes. with a beautiful bay behind us for those of you watching. Thanks. Uh, right now, we're reading through the Chosen devotional, and we're on day 12, which talks about being rejected, and uh, here's how we do it. Each week, or each episode, one of us reads through the Devo, mm -hmm. and then we talk about the questions at the end. So if you're listening with us, um, when we get to that part, pause, pray. The answer the questions to yourself or whoever you're doing it with uh, if you dig what we're doing uh, we'd encourage you to get together with some friends and uh, and join us every every episode so that said it's your turn to read it is my turn to read so. all right so make sure you aim at the mic when you read since we're outdoors and we're not in front of our normal good mic day 12 rejected and he said truly I say to you no prophet is accepted and is acceptable in his own in his hometown when they heard these things all the synagogue were filled with wrath and they rose up and drove him out of town and brought him to the brow of the hill of which their town was built so that they can throw him down the cliff. But passing through their midst, he went away. Luke 4, 24 through 30. As the saying goes, familiarity breeds contempt, which means Jesus went home for a visit. It didn't go so great. He attended synagogue and volunteered to read. And he sat back down and said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Luke 4, 21. They seemed cool with it. Jesus was being gracious enough, <clears throat> odd, but gracious. So they spoke well of him. But then Jesus didn't return the favor. Knowing their hearts, he responded with, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. It was a dig, followed up with a reminder that Elijah and Elisha weren't sent to heal their own people because it would have been a waste of time. <laughs> Oofta. Jesus effectively told his hometown crowd they had the same issue as their Old Testament relatives, and they became unglued. So much so, they wanted him dead. With scant provocation from the guy they'd known from 30 years, then the Nazarenes became so insanely offended and incensed that they drove Jesus out of town and up a hill so they could throw him off the cliff. They were going to murder Mary and Joseph's boy. Extreme? Yes. Expected? You bet. That day, Jesus had read from the prophet Isaiah, who proclaimed the Messiah's along, who proclaimed the coming Messiah, along with the response, the Messiah's presence would engender from humankind. He would be despised and rejected. Isaiah 53:3. Sad. These people knew Jesus. They should have been more in awe of God's power and authority clearly on display in Him. What the hell else could it be? He was the carpenter who grew up so with him. What the heck else put it? Right? Like you said, what the hell could this be? <laughs> I love our podcast. And now he was preaching and healing all over the place. But we tend to reject anything or anyone that represents a big change in understanding or perspective, even if it comes from someone familiar, especially from someone familiar. Not wrong. The notion that what they thought they knew could be wrong was incomprehensible as the notion of changing your mind in a Facebook argument. So they hardened their hearts, hated him, and tried to push him off a cliff. In doing so, they fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering and familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hid their faces, he was despised. And we held him in low esteem. Isaiah 53.3. Oh, the irony. Mm, truth. <clears throat> so this week's <clears throat> prayer focus says to ask God to give you the humility necessary to hear truth when it's spoken, as well as the wisdom and clarity 
mm-hmm. uh, to know how to respond. So let's just pray <laughs> over over that yes. with everybody right now. God, we just um, we ask for humility. We ask that you make us humble enough to to hear truth when it's spoken and please help us be wise enough to know how to respond clearly we thank you for that in jesus name amen amen Ooh, what are the questions okay. in the moving forward <coughs> section first question are you more likely to accept advice or godly counsel from a close friend or a mere acquaintance why or why not oh man that's a good question i think sometimes it depends it depends on the friend, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> like here's a good example. Uh, I was frustrated with something a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. you were like, hey, why don't you call Pastor Jeff mm-hmm. and bounce it off him? And I think that was a great idea, right? He's a, he's a good dude, uh, wouldn't be emotionally in, involved in his answer, mm-hmm. and would encourage me to, to look at a godly perspective, right? And I trusted that. I think sometimes... I think the times when I'm more apt to call a friend, like when I think a friend, I mean, I think of someone who I've never sought advice from, right? Okay. I th- are, here, I think in the past, I sought advice mm. from people that I thought would support my want mm. versus mm-hmm. seeking actual advice on how a better way to handle a situation was. <clears throat> but a good example now is if, like, obviously, I mean, we're husband and wife, so I, I talk to you yes. about stuff, but... uh like if I seek like ideas, advice from outside, like a friend I know I could ask is Mike Phillips, mm-hmm. right? Like we're, we're friends. I love him like a brother, but since we're not part of each other's everyday lives, I think it helps him from forming a, a friend bias. Mm-hmm. So what about you? What, who are you more likely to seek advice from close friends or, or not? When I seek advice. Outside of God, because you, yeah. you and I both know that my first is, I will always seek God first. Of course. Um, and that's not a brag, that's just because I don't have that many people around me that I would trust for counsel. And so, Some people are like, from God, what is he going to do? Email, how do you pray and you feel like you get an answer? Exactly. But I would go, honestly, I would go to close friends because they would know my heart in the situation mm. and I would trust their counsel. I mean, they're friends for a reason. Yeah. So I would trust my friends' counsel over an acquaintance because while an acquaintance, yes, would not be invested in the outcome, they wouldn't be, they're not invested in the outcome. So they might not have the best wisdom for me. They might not have Mm. the best advice for me because they're not that invested in me. So what about though, what about friends that are quote unquote close friends like you know that you've known forever but maybe their faith isn't the same like would you seek advice from them over let's say someone who I don't know who you might not know as well but you know might be you know more in line with the heart of God it's not a question in the Devo by the way no in that type of situation um because there's people that know you and know your heart but absolutely but they don't know God so their advice like what do you think it all depends on what do we do with the advice. Do we run the advice through God's filter? And there's where I would say is their faith, while it is important, is not as important to me as mine. It's not important to the no. advice as mine as my faith. Because I would take their advice and I would take it to God prayerfully. And I would say, this is what I was given. Where's your truth in this? I think it depends on the kind of advice though, mm-hmm. right? Like. 
Like, here's a good example. Uh, if I if I need advice on handling conflict or something that's a a, a heart character mm-hmm. humanity issue, I'm never going to seek that advice from someone that doesn't know God ever. Uh, absolutely. Like, I'm never going to ask that friend. I don't care if they know me. I'm not going to ask them and then run it through God's filter because mm-hmm. their advice never starts with, well, what what would God or Jesus like? But if it's advice on like, um, let's say how to do something like web coding, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna call a friend on that who's exactly. a web coder, right? Yeah, you, I'm not gonna go like, hey, you're a Christ follower who's never coded a website. How do I code this, right? Yeah, it's like you don't go to, um, I, you know what? I would go to a divorced person. For marriage advice because maybe they would give you advice i would if they knew god exactly. if they didn't i yeah. surely would but i wouldn't go to a non-parent for parenting advice no i wouldn't go to a person who's never been in a committed relationship for relationship advice no i wouldn't i wouldn't go to someone who's struggling in their marriage for relationship advice oh dear god no so it depends on that, but that also goes to what I said. Who I would ask God to trust. I would ask God who He's going to put in my path and how He's going to give me that advice. That's so. True. I would seek God first to see where my earthly counsel should come from. That's a really good, like, piece of advice right there, for people who are going. Well, I don't know you, so why am I taking your advice? <laughs> true. Uh, because what my wife just said was super great, which is like our goal is to try and seek. God first and what we're doing mm-hmm. and hopefully that will lead to godly counsel exactly right like at the end of the day though I think there's also a very important thing which is like uh, <clears throat> nobody's gonna always give you perfect advice no, not at all. <laughs> whether they know God or not what's no. the next question I didn't I just kind of <laughs> sidetracked it but <laughs> okay. I was just curious because that question <clears throat> popped in my head what caused people to despise and reject Jesus what was it that caused you to reject him prior to your salvation? Oh, my belief is that people rejected him because they didn't believe he was who he was. Mm-hmm. And so interestingly, like before accepting Jesus, I didn't believe he was who he was. Fast forward time, though, when I stopped mm-hmm. living a life following God, I knew who he was. I just didn't want to be accountable for having to answer for myself. Mm. So uh, it was just easier to try and ignore him. I say it was easier, but I mean, it, it didn't make my life any easier, actually. Uh, to be fair, had I went back to him sooner, <laughs> it would, it would I probably would have saved a lot of uh, hardship and shame and, and pain and bad decisions. But yeah, I think for me, it was I didn't believe who he was who he said he was either. I don't know. What What do you think about that? What do you think made them? Well, I think one, yes. They had this preconceived notion of who the Messiah would be. I mean, conqueror. Jesus. Yeah, and Jesus, as he was talking to the Pharisees several times throughout the New Testament or throughout the Gospels, he, it says, speak plainly, are you the Messiah? And he answered them plainly, and they still didn't believe him. He said he who he was, and they didn't believe him. They, he told him here, because they had this preconceived notion okay there's and and so how often do we do that with people period, exactly right exactly and how many times do we think that god's going to answer our prayer or jesus is going to show up in our lives in some certain way mm. that we miss him being right in front of us because we have this expectation of what it's supposed to be like <clears throat> that's true now as for me what was it that caused me to reject him prior to my salvation i would say it was honestly i didn't know I knew God, okay? I knew there was a God. I believed that there was a God. And I always said my whole life that, you know what, I would get into heaven because God knew I had a good heart. 
that was my that was my belief throughout my most of my adult life because I didn't know God. Let's see, I'm coming up on eight years now, so I was mid thirties when I finally came to know Christ. Um, but I and I knew the basics of Christ. I knew Jesus was God's son. I knew he was born on Christmas. I knew he died on Easter, resurrected on Easter. That's as much as I knew. You, you knew like uh, <laughs> the church, holiday church, about it. Holiday yeah. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus, so I can't say I rejected him. I just never had exposure. I never had anybody teach me. I never had anybody tell me the truth of Jesus. Ooh, so that speaks to so much, though. Exactly. The I mean, importance the, of sharing. Give it to the fact that I got till my mid-30s, and it was simply the invitation I got to church wasn't even an invitation to church. It was an invitation, she said, because um, I was single at the time. She's like, we don't have men at our church, but we have Jesus. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll go check this out. <laughs> I and love that. I literally went to church once, heard the story of Jesus because it was shortly before Easter so they were talking about the gospels for quite a lot and I just I was like I gotta learn more for myself that's awesome so it wasn't I had rejected him I genuinely didn't know I think that's fair like a lot of people <clears throat> are in that space like you know we hear a lot of churches talking about like you know because God like look around you and that's enough to know that God is who he is and it's like okay but you're expecting people to believe in Jesus because looking around shows you there's enough that God created beauty. But it's like, but there's so much more to this story than creation. Otherwise, mm -hmm. why do we need anything past Genesis 2? Exactly. Like, and, and that's, that's the crazy part is like a lot of folks don't know Jesus. And that's why, you know, there are so like why Jesus called all of us, right, to go out and make disciples, mm -hmm. to go out and heal the sick, cast out demons, like to do that but I also think that's why Jesus had to die the way he did mm -hmm. to save everyone because with the how spread out the world is and the direction was going I think he also recognized there were going to be people that would never hear about him and never be taught about him and they needed him just as much mm -hmm. exactly and there goes to our responsibility to share Jesus in a loving way when we can those of us that do know yeah it's like man I, I, I just I want I want people to know exactly it's like I don't go and talk about Jesus because I I I want to convert you exactly I want you to know to make <laughs> you want to know him more yeah there's no there's no quota like it's, exactly. not, a, it's not a call like I gotta get 10 people to know Jesus this week <laughs> uh, and, I, and, and I it drives me nuts as we read this like I'm not out there trying to save people because Jesus already saved them. I'm trying uh, to introduce them. Yeah, it's like, hey, do, do you know, uh, you may not know that that, uh, that this happened for you, mm -hmm. but there's someone who loves you so much mm -hmm. that they gave their life for you. Exactly. Like, you got to hear this story. And if you do, mm -hmm. ah, you're, you're going to, if you actually hear it, if you actually look and just read and see what this man did, by shaking off all the goodness, right? Mm -hmm. A king stepping off the throne to be a, a pauper, mm -hmm. a regular everyday carpenter. Like imagine like some carpenter just walking up and being like, oh, you got a broken leg? Your sins are forgiven, get up and walk. Like yeah. how trippy would that be? Mm -hmm. So like when people are like, oh, I don't know why people didn't believe in Jesus. It's like, 
man, even coming up and healing you, you might have been like, is this dude a wizard? <laughs> like, seriously. So, it, I, I, yes. I, so I, why did they reject him? Go back to the first question. A million reasons. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, because based on what they were taught their whole, there, <laughs> based on what they were taught their whole life, because of what their elders and religious leaders believed, here they are living under oppression again, right? Mm-hmm. Egypt, like uh, all these other places, right? Um, here they are basically under Roman oppression. So mm-hmm. their assumption is when the Messiah comes, he's going to crush Rome. That's yeah. what he's here for. And then a carpenter shows up, you know, doing miracles. And they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, they, like this they were taught something different than the truth. Yeah, this unassuming man who is nondescript just your everyday person this is my messiah this is the man that's gonna save me i can understand why that would be hard until you spoke to him i don't i still i it it boggles my mind on how someone can go and be face to face with jesus to see his work to hear his teaching to hear him speak and that not penetrate your heart but that goes to show how much sin has filled our hearts yeah. And pride and ego and, and misinformation, preconce- preconceptions. Because I think a lot of those people genuinely mm-hmm. wanted the Messiah. Mm-hmm. But I think also, and that speaks really loudly to what we need to be sharing about Jesus as Christ followers, right? Which is, if you if we look at Old Testament scripture now, now that we've seen Jesus' story, mm-hmm. it's easy to put two and two to go, oh, he's who they were talking about. Yes. But put ourselves in the place before he came and died and, res- you know, rose again from the dead. It's very easy to understand why they had a hard time believing it was him. Because just like people now take the Bible and play pick a verse and they try and assign meaning to verses that in context have nothing to do with that meaning. The Jewish teachers of the day were no different, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were focused like the law was the, was God. Yes. God was all about law. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And it's like. Man, from the beginning of the story, you see the love and, and, and the redemption, right? But I think it's not that hard to fathom that people could be face-to-face with Jesus and not get who he was because everything that they were taught their whole life was you follow all the rules and then God lets you in. And when the Messiah comes, he's a conqueror who's going to smash down Rome. Uh, and so when this loving guy shows up saying, it's not about the rules uh, to save you, I'm saving you. It's mm-hmm. about the rules. Uh, it's about how God laid down like 10 pretty basic things. Like if you live life this way, it's a good life uh, of obedience to God. Like mm-hmm. that's how you should live in response to the rescue he's been launching for you since the beginning of time. Yes. But that's not what they were taught. They were taught you're, you're, you're destined to be dead and fail if you don't eat a certain way, if you don't mm-hmm. pray a certain way, if you don't give a certain way, if you don't sacrifice a certain way. So I guess I'm not that surprised that they didn't get Jesus was who he was even when he was doing miracles because in that culture, they believed that the gods provided miracles through a bazillion people. Mm -hmm. And when they heard about the prophets and the miracles that they performed because God allowed them to, right? Fire down on a Mm -hmm. buffalo covered in water, bull covered in water. I mean, it's just as easily they could see Jesus and go, oh, this maybe this guy's some sort of prophet. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, I guess... When I look back and try and not know what I already believe about Jesus, I can't say I'm too shocked that they didn't buy it either uh, at first. But I do know that scripture tells us every day 
every one day every knee will bow and yes. everybody's gonna believe it. Yes. But I don't I don't think that's the horror story the church paints either. Like No. I don't know. Like we always hear like a one one everybody's gonna know, every knee will bow and no oh, and then then the chaff gets thrown in the fire. It's like I have a feeling that's not what God meant and that's for a whole other episode. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, so last question, because your wife forgot her gloves in the truck, and I'm starting to freeze. Um, Put your hand in my pocket. It's warm. (laughs) When was the last time you changed your perspective or realized you were wrong about something significant? Note, if it's hard to remember, that might be something to work on. This morning? That I forgot something. Well, significant. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you had your... I'd say it's significant. Okay, what? Oh, when we were just talking about the day of Pentecost, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay... I mean, it came down in the room full of people, mm-hmm. right? And then they went out and preached, but everybody could hear it. And for reasons known only to God over the last, you know, for all the years of my time not paying attention to my Bible, uh, my brain had convinced me that, no, that, that this Holy Spirit came down on all 3,000 of them. And then we just, as we reread it this morning, it's like, oh, light, come on, you know better. Like, that's not how it went down. <laughs> so I was wrong about that. But something actually also bigger, that mm-hmm. well, not bigger, but that I was wrong about. Um, in looking at, like, uh, the Muslim faith, right, mm-hmm. um, someone years ago had said that, you know, um, Ishmael, you know, was the father of Islam, which mm-hmm. is untrue. He's the father of the Arab nations, right? Like, okay. where, where Ishmael went and settled was where, like, you know, the Arab nations come from uh, that we look at now. And that also happens to be where Muhammad, the founder of Islam, you know, started Islam. But so when I look at it and God's like, you know, I'll make a great nation of him too, of Ishmael uh, to Abraham. Like he did make a great nation of people Mm -hmm. from him too. But for years I associated that great nation with Islam Mm -hmm. and not that that was like, you know, and going, look, there's only one God, Mm -hmm. right? God, Elohim, uh, Yahweh, one dude. Uh, Allah is an Arabic name for God. So while the Quran I don't see as a holy book at all, um, I always looked at it like, you know, God did something with Ishmael too. So, you know, this this v- hatred toward Muslims that Christ followers have, A, we're not supposed to hate anybody. Mm-hmm. So that's out of line. But B, God, God sent Ishmael that way. But my, I had heard and not done enough research myself 15 years ago-ish, you know, that Ishmael is where Islam comes from and the Muslims, and it's not true. So that was something that in just the past year of digging in and learning more again, uh, going, oh, yeah, no, he didn't He didn't start Islam. He just went over and was kind of like the, the, the guy who is kind of considered the father of the yes. Ar- Arab nations. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a big deal. Uh, agreed. What about you? What, what have you recently changed your mind on? Or that's kind of a big deal. I'm going to be honest. I can't think of anything. It's, we have... I have learned so much in the last few years. I, I don't know if I really had preconceived notions going in. Because mm. I didn't know anything. I think I had preconceived mm. notions when I came to faith about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, early 2000s anyway. Um because of what I taught, like I've, I've very much changed uh, my belief on how salvation works. Okay. Like I thought it was, you know, you got step A, step B, step C. Okay. 
that's okay. And and uh, I think Jesus, uh, you know, Jesus' death was what saved everyone. Mm-hmm. And um, very much so. My my mind has been shifting on all of these things that, ch- as church, we keep telling people they have to do to get it. Because I'm like, if we could go get it, he wouldn't have needed to die and give it. So. And that train means that the show's coming to an end. <laughs> And the microphone's close enough that you'll hear us over it, but this is a this is a good one. I agree, I like it. Listen, thank you. thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to, uh, if you're, <laughs> thank you from the train. Um, <laughs> I love it. If you're listening but you want to watch, uh, go to youtube.com forward slash Jesus Way, and you can watch this and see that we're cold, uh, but <laughs> feel like cold. you're with us. Um, and if you're watching but you want to listen to past episodes, uh, you can go to um, your favorite podcast, type in He Said, We Said, and uh, when you see it's the one by Matt and Dara, that's us. So, cool. And go watch The Chosen. Yes. So, yeah, that's what I didn't say at the beginning. We're not in any way affiliated with the people who made The Chosen um, series, but it's beautiful and we love it. And uh, we think everyone should watch and uh, donate so they can keep making the other seasons. They are doing a beautiful thing uh, in helping people come to know the story of Jesus and uh, everybody follow them. Cool. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate every one of you. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see, you'll see or hear us on the next one. Bye.